Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. To another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files, I'm host Bishop Earl. I appreciate you coming and or tuning in and spending some time with us. I'm really happy to not, today to introduce Rick Wessler. Appreciate you coming, Rick. And, Glad uh, to be here. Sharing your story with us. And, and there's so many parallels, it seems like, to you to our stories as we there are. have gone, made this interesting journey. And uh, you have such a rich heritage. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about well, your yeah, background. I'm, I'm a direct descendant of John Taylor. My uh, maternal grandmother's a Taylor. Yeah. And uh, the he Taylors, was with Joseph Smith. Yes, right? he At was the, in yeah. the Carthage jail with yeah. Joseph Smith. And uh, then the Evans and the Englands, also all, part of your family, also huh? part of the, the the pioneers that came across the plains, and and um, the Wesslers uh, came across the plains too. But my dad was convinced that they might have been chasing the Mormons because they were Catholic, and yet they show up in Everyone. all the places where the the, the church was at. was at. My dad started doing genealogy, and all of a sudden he stopped. Wow. And I said, what did you do that for? And he said, well, let me tell you, we had all four legs of our family came across, across the plains, and only three of them were Mormon. <laughs> so he said, I was a little bit afraid to find out more about my, my part <laughs> of the family. <laughs> you brought things down a little bit <laughs> yeah. or something. So you're active in the church, though, and you, you yes. baptized at eight? And... Yeah, my dad uh, converted. Uh, oh, did at it? 21, he was Catholic, mm -hmm. but my grandma, the tailor, yeah. uh, wouldn't allow my mom to be married unless it was in oh, the temple. Yeah. So my dad converted from Catholicism and got himself went, ready to go. Got to himself the ready, went to the temple. Which temple was that? Uh, the Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Salt Lake. All right. So you're just active as a young man oh yeah yeah i uh, priesthood i was that? in all the presidencies and uh, yeah. um, got my duty to god award you know uh hiked the pioneer trail a couple of times did and, you? seminary uh, did so, you oh yeah seminary? seminary and um it's a funny story there i went into seminary my junior year toward the end of the year and i looked at the board and it had a list of everybody running for office and I was running oh, for the, president. As the president, yeah. And didn't know it. My friends had <laughs> put, you on put it all together. I think as a joke, because yeah. I was, you know, I was a little bit of a wild child. I played in a rock group, and we'd made a few records, and yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I was really good on Sundays, but kind of strayed a little bit during the week. Thank goodness, you know, I True could take the sacrament <laughs> and get it all taken care of. Repent and supposedly be on your <laughs> on your way. <laughs> So after school, you, uh... I, um, my dad said, the bishop wants to talk to you tomorrow. And I said, what did I do? And he said, he wants to talk to you about going on a mission. And he said, don't lie to him because I've told him everything you've been doing. 
And uh, I went in and talked to the bishop, and I was still playing in the band. Mm. Like I said, we'd made a few records. We were d hoping doing to really do well. well huh? yeah. yeah. And uh, I went and talked to the bishop, and I said, I told him, I said, I've been, you know, dabbling a little bit with, uh, you know, a few problems with the word of wisdom and this type of stuff. And he says, you know how long it takes to repent? And I said, how long? And he said, just like that. So do you want to go? And I said, well, you know, can I let you know tomorrow? And I went out. I'm from Plain City, and our manager lived out there. And we walked. The, I walked the streets all night long, didn't sleep, trying to decide what to do. And yeah. and uh, finally, I felt like it was probably time for me to, you know, get off the fence and jump in the water. So uh, I told him I'd go. Wow. Got a call to Brazil. Yeah. And that was back in the 70s. Okay. Or late 60s. Late 60s. Uh -huh. And. It, it was almost, it, it irritated me a bit because that was way before, you know, they gave the plaques to priesthood. And we were actually instructed to, because I worked up close to the Amazon for my first 10 months, and we were instructed if we saw a, a white child, find out where they live. Follow them oh, home. Follow them home yeah, because so, you couldn't you couldn't teach the yeah, blacks. I mean, that, I, that was more like stalking than proselyting, <laughs> but that's what we had to do. And mm -hmm. you couldn't go door to door. You know, you were always going, "Oh, how you doing? Uh, do you know what time it is?" You know, if they were, they didn't want thing. you to yeah. to talk to them. And some of the best people I knew when I was in Brazil. In Brazil, you're Brazilian. You're not black or white or purple or Brazilian. green. You're yeah. Brazilian. Yeah. And that's a hard concept for them to understand. And as it was for me, because yeah. there were so many good people. Well, let me ask, do you, do you feel like you had a testimony of the gospel? The, I mean, the Mormon gospel. Yeah, I never doubted yeah. the, the gospel. And as a youth, I decided it was just a little too hard to live it all. But, you know, but I, that was my fault. as you matured and went on your mission. Yeah, that was my had fault. Had a good faith in Je Joseph Smith oh, yeah. and the Book of Mormon. Ne never had a doubt. Yeah, the Book of Mormon, prophets. Book of Mormon, prophets. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't dare go against the prophets. My grandma would have hurt me. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I never... Because one of the challenges we have now in our journey here is oftentimes people say, well, you must not have really ever had a testimony. Uh, not true. No. I never doubted. Yeah. Never doubted. Um, wow. You come home and get married in the temple, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a funny story, too. I don't know how much time we have, but I, <laughs> my parents had bought a... It goes a, quickly, a, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. My parents bought a brand new car. This was in 69, and they bought an Impala. Well, I took it and picked up the guy that played bass in my band, and I said, come on, let's go for a ride. And we went down and around the corner, and there's my wife out washing her Volkswagen. Your future wife. My future yeah. wife. Yeah, okay. Out washing her Volkswagen in her bathing suit. And I said, isn't that Janet Wessler? Or, Janet. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> Janet Hansen. And he said, yeah, let's stop and talk to her. And then he invited her to go to the drive-in with us that night. Yeah. And, and then as we were driving away, he says, oh, I can't go to the drive-in tonight. And I hadn't been released. You know, you usually oh, wait yeah. until the Sunday after. Yeah. I called my state president and I said, I need to be released. And he says, yeah, we're going to take care of that Sunday. And I said, well, I think it would be better if we took care of it now because I have a date tonight. <laughs> and 
you know, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't argue with me more, but I went and met with him and, and released he released him. me and I went on the date. And that was in May and yeah. we were married in September. Oh my goodness. In the so, Salt Lake Temple, was it? Nope, Logan. Oh, Logan That's Temple. where my, my uh, wife's parents okay. had been married. So. And then after that, you're just active. Your elders quorum active, presidencies yeah. and high priest presidencies. Yeah. You, know, you were in a bishopric, I was I in a bishopric. I, and then I taught gospel doctrine for almost 13 years. Wow. And uh, I well, wouldn't What get did in. you think about Jesus at this point? I mean, what did you think well, of Well, I thought I believed in Jesus at that point. Yeah. At that point, I thought, I believe in Jesus, I believe in God. I mean, you know, like they're quick to tell you the Church of Jesus Christ yeah. of Latter-day Saints. And, uh, you know, I didn't know any better. Now, thinking back, and we always ask this usually after you've become Christian, but what did you think of the cross as a Mormon? Uh, I, I thought it was evil. Yeah. Or, I thought or it was at least evil. Very strange. And huh? I'll tell you, once... Once I found the the truth, I couldn't wait to buy one. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I couldn't. I mean, I just felt compelled. Yeah. To buy one. Grace. And, oh. What did you think of grace? Grace. As a, I as didn't a Mormon. understand. No. Oh, as a Mormon. Yeah, as a Mormon. I thought, well, that's what you know, kept me from being the the model child as a youth. I I knew I couldn't do that stuff. Oh. And you know, it wasn't until later I realized I couldn't do it as an adult either. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't a sinner. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't perfect. But you feel I wasn't like we were a playing sinner. a game, or I mean, looking we're just back, going through the motions. Looking or? back, yeah, I do. I, I, and I honestly, in all fairness to to the Mormons, I they don't realize it. They don't. Yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. They don't know they're playing a game, and it's hard to win a game when you don't know you're playing. Well, yeah, and 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 you and you have all these rules to follow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so tell us what kind of happens in life. Uh, you're well, going I'll, along. I'm gonna you... go back to the temple. Sure. The the I went to the temple the first time before your mission. I, I went yeah. on my mission. Yeah. And um, I went when I got married, and I went a lot of times after that. But I never felt comfortable. In the temple, felt the spirit. Did no. you never felt comfortable? I didn't I've feel comfortable, so and I was so worried about what to do, when, and where to put what, and when to say what, I, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I and it got to the point where, you know, I just did. It, I just I didn't like it. Did it seem godlike? No. Yeah. I, I, you know, God's there. And and Jesus is you know oh, yeah. the come, the FedEx guy yeah. you know <laughs> and uh, so they're there but uh, and you think you know them and you think that they're they're involved but why you know so you must have gone through the stuff. temple before the changes oh I did yes sixty yeah. eight did you notice the changes then and, absolutely yeah and that was the last time I went oh was it yeah. Well, yeah, and I had hired a driver. I retired from UTA, and I was an operations supervisor. And I hired a driver that was a 32nd degree Mason. Oh, oh, oh And boy. we got to be really good friends, and I'm quite the movie guy. Now, he wasn't LDS then? No, no, no. Okay. 
I'm quite the movie buff, and this was about the time, uh, what is it, National Treasure came yeah, out yeah, yeah. with all the Mason signs right, and stuff right. that they're following. And he said, so, he said, do you do your Morsonic temple work? Morsonic. <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, do you, he said I'm going to bring you a book tomorrow and let you read it. And he brought me a book, and, and in that book, he had highlighted a chapter that went through their ceremony. And if I hadn't known better, I'd have thought somebody was divulging secrets about From the, the LDS temple. I was blown Blue away, too. I, I looked on the Internet under masonry. Mm -hmm. And when you look up there, it's got the five, um, five points, and yeah. it's got the handshakes <clears throat> and, the, and the ways of... Taking life and everything. Yeah, I and I know, you know, a lot of your your people that you interview talk about putting stuff on a shelf. Yeah, I did things a little different. You know, I had kind of like a band aid system. <laughs> um, you know, when I found out about that, I thought, ooh, you know, ouch. But I put I put a band aid on it. But it was always oh, there to remind. That's a good analogy. Me. And then, after I went out of the church and started finding out the big things, it was off. I broke my arm. I need a cast, and finally I was in a full body cast, and then I was dead. And and you know I, I told you I think everybody goes through, a step that we don't talk about a whole lot. What's and that? I was a died again Mormon. A died again. A died again Mormon before I was born again Christian. And the sad thing is, a lot of people that go through that stage, they don't have God or or. Uh, Christ to fall back on, so yeah. they end up agnostic or atheist. atheist. But um, well, that's excellent because I think that's one of our challenges, and the goal of this show is to hopefully encourage people to make that transition oh, yeah. because it's worth it. Yeah, and to uh, to study the Bible and find out who yeah. Jesus is and about grace and the cross oh, and yeah. everything. And I mean, it's so it's not really. Um, you know, it's not really, uh, what I call it is mind control. Yeah. Um, and it starts, you know, when you're in primary. Oh, and, and repetition and uh, yeah. testimony. And, you know, when, when I found out I was a descendant of John Taylor, you know, you know, I thought I was proud before that. But, you know, I was probably <laughs> a really bit obnoxious <laughs> after that. And yeah. Well, something happened about eight years ago. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm in, uh, right at the end of, I... I had been teaching gospel doctrine, yeah. I told you, for like almost 13 years. Wow. And I'm teaching a lesson on temple worthiness. And I had made a list on the board of several things that are required. You had required. the class tell you what was required. Yeah, and yeah, you wrote what's them required, down Ryan, and, yeah. They all knew. Yeah, yeah oh, sure. And uh, I, I, get, I write that down and I'm looking at it. And, you know, it's kind of like anybody that's played softball. With those you know, metal bats. With the metal bat. <laughs> yeah. When the bat hits the ball, you hear this ping, you yeah. know. And that happened. And, and I just heard enough. The word enough? Yeah. Enough. I'd done enough. I, you know, I regret how many people came up and told me how my lessons had really helped them because now I know I wasn't really helping them. But... Um, I looked at that board and I looked at those things and I turned around and I said, any questions? Okay, we'll so-and-so say the closing prayer. And I walked out and I've never been back. And I got home and I told my wife, I said, I, I have to ask to be released. And she said, 
Why? No, you're a hundred percent active. I'm a hundred percent active. I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Oh my goodness. And I hear that ping and I, I go home and I tell my wife, I, I have to be released. You knew exactly what the word enough meant. Yes. Yes. Enough. You know, enough of this. Yeah. Enough of conditions. And uh, she said, why? Yeah. You know, people love your lessons. And I, I said, I'm not teaching about the God that I believe in. My God loves unconditionally. And every week for almost 13 years, I've taught about a condition on that love. And today I add a bunch of them. And I, it's enough. I can't do it anymore. And so I said, I'm going to ask the bishop to be released. And I did. And he asked me why, and I told him. Yeah. And he said, oh, we believe in God. We believe in Christ. And I said, Something, no, something's some, wrong. Some, something's something's wrong. wrong. Because my God loves unconditionally, and, and all we ever hear about in here are conditions Condition. on that unconditional Isn't it love. interesting how, I mean, we probably know that our whole LDS life, and yet some something just I said didn't. to your heart, God, and God you just know, talked I, to you. I had taught a lesson on temple worthiness. For 12 years, because yeah. you have one every year. At least year. every It doesn't matter what book year. you're studying, the lessons are all the same. Yeah. And why amazing? all of a sudden, bonk, you know? God knew it was your God time. God knew. Yeah. God knew. So you end up, uh, now for a period of seven years or so, you go through kind of a floating yeah, along. I, and I, I knew the Mormon church wasn't right because they didn't know God and my God. Yeah. And I didn't ever leave God or Christ. You just didn't go to church. I had church. that belief, but I just go didn't go to church. And then I went to Cincinnati. Now, I flew was this to, just a year or so ago? Uh, six years ago, I flew to Cincinnati okay. to help my kids drive back. Okay. And while I was there, they said, you got to come to church with us, Dad. And they went to the vineyard there in Cincinnati. A non-denominational Non-denominational Christian church. And, what and did I, you think of that? I was, I, I loved it because... I, you know, I had a musical had a music background. background yeah. I was a professional mu musician and a recording artist, and I walked in and saw that band, and I thought, honey, I'm home, you know. <laughs> and uh, then they played the music, and I loved to sing. I just, I, yeah. you know, I loved to sing, and I couldn't. I could not sing those words. You were, I, you were just crying. Yeah. That's what happened to us yeah. the first time. Uh, and it was all about Jesus, right? Oh, yeah. Nothing everything, about praising man everything, or anything? Everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, but that, that planted the seed. And I thought, boy, those, they've got, we even found a vineyard church here in Salt Lake yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, real small. I mean, there were like 1,500, 2,000 people at that meeting. In Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I felt like I was at the tabernacle at conference. <laughs> and then we found the one in Salt Lake, and it had like 30 30 people and it was good and the message was the same but it was you know got to be a pain driving back and forth yeah, so you're north uh, up there, so. then a year ago my youngest daughter said dad you got to come with us to uh, church and they were going to it's called the genesis project in ogden you know, okay i walked in much smaller basis but the band the and the music and I still couldn't sing it still can't to just this still, day I've just re, you know I've resolved myself the fact that I get to read the words and I'm not going to be able to sing and 
Well, it's such a glorious message oh. and praising Jesus yeah. that we and never grace. knew. Yeah. Well, anyway, I had some huge questions, so I made an appointment with Pastor Matt, Matt Roberts, and he is fantastic. And I went in and I said, okay, first you need to tell me what Bible I ought to read. Then you need to tell me um, what this grace is all about. Yeah. And what was the third one? Trinity. Oh, yeah. All about the Trinity. I don't Godhead. understand the Godhead. Yeah. So he said, get you an NASB Bible and read In the Grip of Grace by Max Lucado. And then we'll meet again. And you gave me that book. And I did. I've read I gave it, you that and it book. is so full of nuggets. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it, it explains not only the path that the Mormons are on, but anybody that's in an organized, structured yeah. religion or bondage, as I yeah. refer to it now. And, you know, I wanted to talk about the the shepherd sheep herder thing. I've got a note here. I want you to tell that. I, about your thought on I that. Thought you know, I had been told a long time ago there's a difference between a shepherd and a sheep herder. And a shepherd goes out in front and leads, and the shepherd is behind pushing. Sheep herder. Sheep herder, yeah. yeah. The sheep herder's behind pushing. And I said, you know, it's got to the point where all these guys in the big building in Salt Lake are pushing so hard, they're pushing the sheep, sheep so herders. hard and fast yeah. that they've run over the shepherd. Oh my goodness. And um, there's such a huge difference between... What a wonderful analogy. Or following Jesus, or are you being driven by the sheep herders? Exactly. You're, you're trying, you think you're following Jesus, but the sheep herders are running you over him. And, uh, I like that. That's you know, I, I say now, as uh, a Christian, I know God, and I know uh, Jesus Christ. As a Mormon, I knew of God, and I knew of Jesus Christ, but I didn't know him. That's such a significant But I knew difference. that they weren't there, Yeah. because that's what took me, and I didn't find out all these other nuggets, you know, <laughs> until after I left the church. And, and, and there's so many me. of them, aren't there? That but... helped me to justify, you know, the polygamy, polyandry, the book of Abraham. Um, God, there's so I many. Know, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. And, and, and uh, even, you know, the Carthage jail, I go like a lamb to the slaughter. And oh, well, John Taylor was there. Like John said, Taylor was him. there, and he said, he's, he's the one that wrote the record about the hidden, the smuggled Got pistol. That Joseph had, yeah. Yeah. And after I came back from the Carthage jail as a youth, we'd do trips every year. Yeah. As I came back, uh, I talked about that, and, and Grandma says, you know, your ancestor says it wasn't like a lamb to the slaughter. It was more like Wyatt Earp at the O.K. Corral. <laughs> and that was coming from a tailor, yeah. you know. And, and if he had had probably more bullets and more guns, he would have been oh, using yeah. them. So. He, uh, well, according to John Taylor, he fired six times, but only couple uh, of them. three of them went off. And uh, what I, from what I've read, you know, two people were killed and one was injured yeah and i mean lamb to the slaughter you yeah. know not quite uh, he was it was quite the image was of jesus who was the lamb you yeah. know was the thing but now the bible i guess means uh, something everything. totally different everything. doesn't it everything yeah um you know you don't you're taught not to trust the bible but um now you know as i read the word yeah 
it just reinforces all the things I found out from Sean and, and from your programs have justified the move that I made. Yeah, I have a loyal listener here. Oh, I yeah. appreciate you so much. Yeah, I recommend <laughs> to anybody watch the archives because, you know, I've seen them all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I learned something from everyone. But there's, and I think this message that you're giving is, is such a glorious one because we, we are in the church. We're faithful. We have testimonies. We do feel like we have the Holy Spirit, I, the Holy Ghost. And, and I never doubted the church until the day I heard that pink enough. And all of a sudden it was just like... Okay. I was 60 years old. But you old. were open, I guess, at that point to... to to start learning. Okay. And I guess the reason it felt like he used the bat is because I had such a hard head it took <laughs> 60 years to get it through to me. But, um, you know, from that point on, I knew. Yeah. So now explain what you understand about grace. Oh. Grace is an undeserved gift. And I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We're Everybody's sinners. a sinner. Yeah. Thomas Monson's a sinner. You tell that to a Mormon, you're going to get stoned. But it's true. Yeah. And the, the sad thing about it is they don't think they are. And we're actually saved by Christ's righteousness, oh, yeah. not our own efforts. That's why this means so much to me now. Yeah, it's what um, Jesus did on the cross. That's where it all happened. That's where it was yeah. finished. Yeah. And uh, everything I've done, am doing, and will do is covered. As is, long as I, you know, believe in him and, and follow him and show love to my fellow men. Doesn't this help explain the odd feeling you had in the temple? Yes. Oh, there's a lot of things as I look back that, you know, should have have yeah. uh, made sense yeah. um, or caused doubt. But I didn't have you, one day you of doubt You just had an arm full of Band-Aids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Band-Aids, a couple of casts. And, and then the polygamy polyandry, that put me in a full body cast. And yeah. That was just before I died, so... And, and now the church seems to be trying to put out essays and trying to, oh, yeah. because there's so many people yeah. that are and you coming know, to this truth. And you know that for every one of those essays they put out, they've already figured out a response to, to yeah. counteract How it. To explain. Yeah. Well, Rick, our time's actually all yeah. gone. Is there something you'd like to say to your family, friends? Uh, <laughs> Read the word, you know. Uh, with new eyes. And when I was told that, I even went and bought me, a, I buy dollar glasses at all a dollar. I even went and bought a new pair of glasses just, so just be, to read the they Bible. They wouldn't be tainted. Huh? Yeah, it wouldn't be tainted. <laughs> and read that and get the book In the Grip of Grace by Max Licato. And you can, you can study your own material and find out that you're following a farce. Rick, thanks so much. Appreciate you coming oh, and sharing your pleasure. story. And my pleasure. You've got a wonderful family, and uh, appreciate you sharing. I'm sure that some somebody's going to be influenced. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. This has been the audio edition of the Ex Mormon Files. The Ex Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.